Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. Here at Geek Therapy, we believe that the best way to understand each other and ourselves is through the media we care about. My name is Oswe Cardona, and I'm joined by Laura Taylor. Hey. And Link Keller. Hello. Link, uh, I feel like if we don't talk about Encanto, you are going to burst. I'm going to lose it. I'm going to explode. <laughs> we got to talk about Encanto. <laughs> Why? Why do you want to talk about this movie? It's a big deal. I'm obsessed. It showed up on my For You page on TikTok with a bunch of uh, people talking about how much they loved it and things that they noticed in the background. And I was like, this is interesting and cute. And uh, this song, we don't talk about Bruno. This is fun. I'm enjoying this. And I watched the movie. And I loved it. So I watched it three more times. <laughs> um, yeah. So I just, I think Encanto is a, a perfect movie for talking geek therapy stuff. Um we're gonna get into spoilers because we gotta talk There's, about Bruno. <laughs> we do. We do. And Louisa we do. and Isabella and Mirabelle and and all of them. Everybody. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, it's a it's a hell of a movie. Um uh lots to talk about. <laughs> lots to talk about. Yeah, I mean there's just so many themes. Um I've been I've been thinking a lot about uh kind of Movies like this, or, or and, and I guess with movies, it's not so hard, but like shows that just cover so many different uh, topics. It's like, just, if we do one library entry for this thing, like how long is that thing? Gonna, how helpful <laughs> is it if we list 27 different uh, themes? And, it, and It'll be helpful because someone will search for one of those themes and be like, oh, I can yeah. hit that and that yeah. and that yeah. and that. That's, that's, that's the plan. <laughs> that's the idea. <laughs> yeah so where do you want to start like where do you where do you want to start i let's let's start more fun and loosey-goosey and then we'll get into the grittier <laughs> stuff so um okay. like the movie just like the movie <laughs> what what did you guys have a favorite song let's start there My Lock favorite song <laughs> is Surface Pressure, which is Luisa's song. And it mm -hmm. is the song about feeling the need to be strong, to do anything that your family requires of you, anything that your community needs of you. And that is what gives you value as a person and how awful that can feel. Where if, if you're not hitting 100% of what everybody is asking of you, then you are worthless worth less and um there is a particular line in the song where she says uh oh god i have it written down i feel worthless if i can't be of service and that mm, mm. feel that that's so a, deeply mm -hmm. and it's a drip 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 of pressure yes that, uh, yeah yeah we were, it is, it we were a, watching this movie at the drive-in and i just yelled out that's me in the middle of the song. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Laura, do you have a favorite song? That was that was going to be my favorite song. It's interesting because when I went in to go see the after we watched the movie, I was like, I liked all the songs, but nothing really stuck in my head at the end. Like, you know how Moana had uh, Where I'll Go and then Frozen had, of course, the I'm not even going to name off the two that everybody sings. But... <laughs> Um, 
nothing really stuck in my head. And then after it hit Disney Plus, everybody started singing, We Don't Talk About Bruno. And I was like, yep, okay, that's the one. That that's the one? Be the that's catchy. yours? Okay. If, if it's not going to be surface pressure, it's going to be We Don't Talk About Bruno. Like, I was on the gondola. At, we have the at our zoo, there's like a gondola that brings you up to the top of the hill. And we could hear people singing as they were passing us in the window. Like, we don't talk about Bruno. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. Um, and then it got stuck in my head. So, yeah, we, we don't talk about Bruno. Yeah, that one is definitely an earworm. Um, yep. And and on the first listen, you're like, this is fun. And then when you go back you're and like, you Ooh. listen again, there are so many little so many little details in there that you don't pick up on. Especially Ooh. when they start singing really quickly. Like, I'm going to need to put on captions to, like, get or look at the lyrics this, to get This all is of why I always yeah. have captions on, because I got to see those lyrics. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, Dolores told us in that song that she, like, knew all along. It's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, my favorite is Dos Oruguitas, uh, mm. for sure. That one's yeah. been stuck in my head today, too, yeah. and makes me cry. It's <laughs> yeah. so sweet. I've listened to that song, um... Many, 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 many times. Do you listen to the Spanish version or the English version? Uh, I started listening to the English version in preparation for podcasting about about it, um, but mostly in Spanish. Uh, and a big reason is because of what you just said about the details. I, I've started thinking. I mean, I, I've started studying this movie. <laughs> um, this movie has layers, and the symbolism is is uh, surprising to me. And I, I feel like I've never watched a Disney movie that was like this, where I could like keep going back and finding all these different pieces to it. Like by my third viewing, it wasn't the same movie that I watched the first time because I I realized and I connected all these different. <laughs> It's almost like an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Like, you don't know what, you, you know, like at the end, you're like, what? Mm-hmm. They've <laughs> um, been telling us this all along. Yeah. And it's yeah. not as obvious as Frozen 2's, like, the first song tells you the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, uh, yeah, it's funny. Like, explicitly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because Dos Oruguitas, I feel that way now. Like, the more I listen to it, it wasn't until the third time that I watched the movie that I was like, I, co- I saw it completely differently. Um, but yeah, Dos Oruguitas is my favorite, for I sure. Love, I love the detail in uh, the intro song where Mirabelle is introducing the family when she introduces Abuela. Abuela's part is in tune with the Dos Oruguitas song, mm-hmm. which I did not pick up on the first time. But the second time I was like, oh, oh, that's that's her song. That's her song. <laughs> that's her and song. It's, it's mm-hmm. her part in the song. Is That's oh, mm, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Definitely, that's my that's my favorite. But but the whole the, all of the songs are really good. Like I think, yeah, I like it. The, you know, like some even like even um, uh, like Lion King was my favorite Disney movie for a very long time, and like but I never really liked the the the, the scar song. What's the, the, the be prepared? Be prepared. Like like every time be prepared came up, I was like, nah, like I don't I don't love be prepared but this here it's like every i think i think every every, like every time a song comes on i'm 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 happy that that (laughs) that the song is on yeah and someone i was talking to this week mentioned that like we don't talk about bruno is on the radio 
which hasn't happened other than like the Demi Lovato version of Let It Go. Disney songs, the movie, the ver- movie versions haven't been just on the radio. Oh, you mean? Oh, you mean like? Well, I on, mean, that, on radio station, you turn on in the car, not like a the actual I didn't know version that, that's that wild. plays. Yeah, yeah, the song I, from I the movie, not like stuff that plays during the credits that's done by yeah. popular singers. The actual yeah. version from the movie is on the radio. Wow. That's so cool. Wow. Yeah, I had heard I don't that think a couple before. of the songs were hitting <laughs> top billboard whatever numbers, but I assumed yeah. that was just from like Spotify plays and stuff. Plays, yeah, 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 people are requesting them. Huh. huh. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't That's imagine a- being in the car and having, we don't talk about Bruno, come on, I would lose my mind. Yeah. I shouldn't be driving. <laughs> no. <laughs> I can picture you driving, we don't talk about, and then it's like, what is going on? Just and the rolling car just down the windows spins. and making like prolonged eye contact with other drivers trying to get them, like, sing back with me. You do the Felix part and I'll be Peppa, come on. <laughs> It's got to be weird if you have no idea where that's coming from. If people are just talking about like getting fat and fish dying and, and, and things like that, right? And you're like, what? Losing your hair? It's like, what? The, what? What's going on? <laughs> My friend did a video, the the TikTok uh, filter that flashes be- when you blink, it switches between male and female. And she nailed the entire We Don't Talk About Bruno song doing that. It was impressive. I don't know how many cool. takes it took her. That is impressive. That's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. Music, very good. (laughs) Very good. Animation, beautiful. Every character looks fantastic. Mm -hmm. I, Mm -hmm. the scene in the beginning where Antonio is hiding under the bed because he's nervous and Mirabelle (laughs) goes to comfort him and seeing the two of them under the bed, like I cried. They were so, so cute. She was so perfect with him. Oh, yes. She's, she's, I love Mirabelle. She's very sweet. Yeah. And really good at holding off all those kids in their questions. <laughs> because and that's why children don't denial. have coffee. <laughs> her power is denial. <laughs> well, it's interesting. I saw something because I watched Encanto again last night and I've been looking at things and sending articles to you guys and my Facebook feed is now full of like screen rant articles and and, like Easter egg things about Encanto and one thing that popped up earlier today was Mirabelle's dress Mm -hmm. and how all their powers are on the dress and then it's just like Mirabelle's face (laughs) like her glasses and curly hair on the on the dress and so she her dress from the beginning tells you she does not have powers I disagree with that. Her power we is wearing later. really six specs. Yes. We, yes. Can, we, can, we can. We can. We can. We uh, can argue. But I can. That's... I can. I, I. I believe I can refute that that statement. The, I'm confident. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Across the board. Yeah, because actually there are butterflies on her. On her. Um. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. And that's actually that was that's one of the power. details I didn't notice like all of the different types of uh, 
like what is embroidered on her uh, shirt and dress, but I did notice that there were different types of em- like different stitches of embroidery, mm-hmm. which I thought was mm-hmm. such a cool detail. Like the butterfly that's yeah. on her shoulder, the wings are like loops, so they have like a 3D effect. It's beautiful. I love that. Like th- yeah. that's stuff that you can do with real embroidery on clothing, and we we don't get to see that very often. So it was, it was really cool to see it represented. Um, yeah. And yeah. Dolores's clothes are like stitched with sound waves. Um, that's really cool. Peppa's <laughs> outfit has sunbeams and raindrops and lightning bolts on it, and she wears the big sun earrings. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Yeah, that, that attention to detail is, um, it's almost infuriating. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. It's so good. <laughs> it's really good. Ah, uh, yes. All right, so 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 where do you want to start? Um, let's, let's talk about these delicious characters. Um, mm, mm. I guess actually let's do a, a brief plot outline for anybody who hasn't seen it. Uh, family Madrigal, they live in the Uncanto, which is this, uh, valley, valley I guess mm-hmm. would be a way to describe it. Um, where this small community lives and, uh, the family Madrigal lives in Casita, their house. Um, which is magical and has a personality of its own, which um, I love when Disney movies do uh, non-sentient characters. Um, another example would be the the ocean in Moana, where it's like mm-hmm. it has character. Mm-hmm. It, it exists within the world and it affects plot and, and has character. And I, I love that. Um, uh, anyways, this, the family Madrigal, they all have magical powers, um, except for sweet Mirabelle, and um, she. Mm, I don't know. She she <laughs> she believes that. The rest of the family also believes that about her, um, and they treat her differently because of that. Not necessarily badly, but they treat her differently, and so do other people in the community, um, and so. Something is happening with the house, and there the family is in trouble. And Mirabelle decides that even though she doesn't have powers, this is what she needs to do. She needs to protect and save her family. Goes on a little adventure to do that, um, and discovers truths about her family that really uh, contextualize the way that they treat each other and the way that they treat her. Um, it's it's great. Uh, the family characters are fantastic. Each of them is, is so unique and even when they only have a couple of lines, they feel like real 3D, fully realized characters. These feel like real people that you could get to know and share a meal with, fight with real people. And I love that. Um, I... I spent I spent a little while, and I still haven't really settled on it, but trying to figure out the the birth order of the cousins, <laughs> because the so so there's Abuela, Grandma, uh, and mm-hmm. then she has triplets. Yep. And then one of those triplets is Bruno, who's n- not included in the family uh, at the beginning of the movie, um, and then two daughters, and then each of those two daughters have three kids so there are six cousins and mm-hmm. because the because the 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 triplets are all the same birth order 
Mm-hmm. I, I got hung up on trying to figure like what's the birth order of the of the cousins. Um, honestly, it's not really meaningful in any way, but it, it on is. On Peppa's side, it's 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 obvious. I think. Well, Isabella, their... I think, is the oldest because they're trying to marry her off. I think Isabella is the oldest, oldest, but I can't tell if then it goes Luisa or then it goes Dolores. Mm-hmm. Um, That's where it's tough, definitely. I don't know that it necessarily matters, but I was like, I gotta know, I gotta know I was, who's. I was curious. Uh, who's to who's see. because Mirabel is is the baby in in her family, but Antonio is the baby. He's yeah. the youngest, and so yeah. he definitely gets treated more as the baby by everybody. Um, yeah. But she gets treated as the baby, most especially by her sisters. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Based based on the the one neighbor guy telling her like oh the the last gift party was yours that means mm-hmm. that Camilo is also older than her, yes. so it's uh, again it doesn't really matter I just I just kept thinking about it I just wanted to know. <laughs> well, so um, the only thing you can't figure out is Luisa and Dolores. <gasps> yeah, no. and and Camilo right he he could he could be older than. Louisa, I don't think so, but he could be. Um, I, I, th- think, I think so. I think they're Louisa probably looks- sandwiched <laughs> together. But um, anyways, I a, a fun detail <laughs> is the surface pressure Louisa song where she's singing about that. Um, watching people on on social media argue about like, oh yeah, that's like I'm I'm the oldest sibling and that's how I feel. And then people being like, well I'm the youngest sibling and that's how I feel. And it's like she's got the it, middle she's the middle sibling, which is very on brand for middle siblings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Cracked me up. Um that is funny. I, huh. I I really like I th- I th- I think I like Louisa is Excluding main character Mirabelle, I think Louisa is my favorite of the cousins. I really like her arc of like actually opening up about feeling all this pressure to be strong and to do everything that is asked of her, and how it's like freaking her the fuck out. And she's like, maybe if I wasn't like constantly trying so hard, like I could have like a moment of relaxation, a moment of joy. Like, wouldn't that be unimaginable for me? Ha 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 ha. But, but I'm fine. But I'm but fine. I'm There's fine. nothing wrong. But I'm, I'm, I'm fine. And I'm not going to slow down. I, I slowed down for a second. And, I, and then I felt so guilty about slowing down that I like tripled it. Yeah. I, she, I, she, and, I, and she puts on such a show that when Mirabelle is trying to find out if anybody knows Dolores is like, Lusa probably knows because she her eye was twitching. Like she mm-hmm. doesn't even like she she's she doesn't even blink. She's a brick like, wall. Like mm-hmm. there's nothing, but that is a sign that she was probably nervous. And I could hear her eye twitching all night. And so like that's that's how um, that's how how uh, like guarded she is, right? And how and mm-hmm. how she's trying to to show that strength to to an extreme where something that subtle is a huge sign. No. Yeah. It's not easy. And then when the dam breaks. Yeah. It breaks. Yeah. Yeah. She's crying all over the place and storming off to her room. And 
Yeah. And I mean, and, and that whole song, right? Like the, when, when she's talking about the weight of things, they are huge, right? Like they are gigantic. Like we've already seen her carrying donkeys and kicking a house over and like moving boulders, but in the this house. version, <laughs> in yeah, the valley. Yeah. right. But here it's like mountains are literally on top of her. And like, she's like, that's when she's telling uh, Mirabel how she feels, she's representing all that stuff. And it's like, monuments um that's how much uh weight she's carrying <laughs> tell a song yeah mm-hmm. yeah very relatable character <laughs> yes yeah no i camilo didn't get very much screen time but i do love mm-hmm. the little details that he got um First of all, okay, so this this blew my mind when somebody told me Camilo is a chameleon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, wow. It blew my mind. And I had already seen the movie three times is, when uh, someone told me that. <laughs> what is the word for chameleon in Spanish? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh-oh, here not I go sure. Google Lizard. <laughs> not sure. Um, chameleon. Chameleon. I pressed the little sound button on Google, so I that was that was me trying hard okay. to pronounce yeah, yeah, yeah. it right. Yeah. yeah. Chameleon. Yeah. So yes, I think that that holds. Yeah. <laughs> Camilo is, is the chameleon. Uh, but oh, no, yeah. But, but, I mean, I think he—that's what he has embroidered on his clothes. Also, it's just like chameleons. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like it's not. It's not. I'm telling you, the level of detail in this movie is uh, ridiculous. I know. It's 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 infuriating. <laughs> like Disney typically does a lot of detail and like little Easter eggs and stuff in movies, but yeah, this has a lot. Yeah. A lot. A lot. Yeah. Yeah, with the chameleon thing. I was like, damn, that's yeah. true. <laughs> so, yeah. I also, like, like, very much, like, um, this This is a, a probably a, g- a good moment to mention. Like, everything you talked about in the movie, uh, or when you talked about the movie, like, it's also, it's set in Colombia. So, in the country of Colombia. So, like, this is a Hispanic family, right? This is a Hispanic country. Like, it's all, that. that is the, the setting and the tone and the culture that is being um, shown and, and represented. Mm-hmm. But it's still a Disney movie, which made in the United States, and so like it it wasn't made in Spanish and then translated to English. So like the Camilo Chameleon thing is like it makes sense because we're still starting from English and then moving from there. Just um, I think there are things like uh like I th- I feel like Dos Oruguitas was written in Spanish and then translated to English. Um, there there's small things like that but for the most part it's english and then translated to to spanish that's why i think it's okay it's an english it's chameleon that's what you know it makes sense (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah okay so 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 um yeah what, what else about um um camilo so Camilo's power is uh, he can transform into other people. and like shape-shifting. I, he's, shape, he's a shapeshifter, yeah. which yeah. as a non-binary person, you know, that's my favorite oh, kind of yeah. superpower. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I love the way when they, when they, 
when when Mirabelle introduces him, she says a, a line about he he wants to make you laugh. He's like he's a jokester. He's the he's mm-hmm. he's the, the the little shit of the family. He gets away with lies, little yeah. troublemaker. I love that. Um, in the context of the family, uh, he is useful. His power is useful when he transforms into an adult, and that is set up where Will asks him to be. I can't remember the name of the other guy, but she says we need another of him, and so he matches he, the dude, and they hold up the banner so that they're the same we'll say, height. I think it is, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, and and I think that's really interesting. He's like he's a, a kid, teen, somewhere in there, um, and his power is useful, but only when he transforms into an adult. Um, and when the powers start to falter, when Casita is cracking up, he his head transforms into a baby, and it, it's mm-hmm. it's such a little detail of being like he's he's losing his usefulness because he can't transform big and adult and mature anymore, and instead he is transforming smaller and less sure of himself and more concerned about like oh no what's going to happen to the family and and I, I love that little detail of just plus it's funny he's got a stupid little yeah. baby head mm-hmm. <laughs> when uh when we first meet him the like and we see his powers there's this woman who's taking care of a baby and he he comes to help her and he so he takes the baby and like starts rocking it so the mom can rest and then the mom lays mm-hmm. down but and he like he turns into the mom so the baby doesn't know the difference. So the yeah. baby doesn't know the difference, right? And um, I think I think it it also goes with the theme that is kind of seen throughout, where it's like there's no room for like like we have to be perfect, right? Like there's no room for like mistakes and things like that. So it's like you have the ability to stand in when even like at, at least it'll seem like. This woman, she may be tired and stuff, but like we, we, we can't have that. So like you can be there and and continue um the 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 like give some continuity sort of, right? Like the baby the baby can't suffer, right? Like the baby can't be without its mom for a second. So like you're gonna step in and, and do that. Um please, thank you. Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't get a song, right? We don't see him a lot. He gets. He's got a, a lot of funny moments. He gets moments. the short end of the stick out of all the characters, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, he, yeah, like the. the but he has um, one of my favorite lines. Which um, one? Seven foot frame wraps along his back. <laughs> that's true. He has a, <laughs> that's like, the best line. Not, not the best line, line. Like in the whole that's movie. True. That's true. What is this? <laughs> not a house. <laughs> <laughs> what I can't say we don't have a house. What is this? Not a house. Yes. Not a house. <laughs> yeah, I lo- I love that he's 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 li- he's a little shit. He's he is allowed to be kind of a a, a, a silly jerk because his well, power allows him to transform into somebody else. And so hmm. it's like he has this like little narrow space of he's able to actually be himself. Yeah. Well, and and if if you're looking at family systems, you need the Joker to be able to deflect away absolutely all the horrible things going on in a family, <laughs> and, and all the uh, secrets and the hard stuff. <laughs> absolutely, uh, and, and he's also the the, I mean, he's the only one who can uh, reflect, 
right?、Mm-hmm. Like he turns into like people. He's like, oh, this is what you sound like, right? Like this is what I sound like. Right? Like he can literally like show up, right? And then, like when he imitates people, like he turns into them, right? Like he, he、mm-hmm. can show them what they what they look like, or not just what they look like, but what people perceive people look like. Like when he turns into Bruno.、Mm-hmm. That's a whole. That's a whole. Yeah, the whole thing until we get to Bruno. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't worry, we're gonna talk about Bruno. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh man. Okay, who's next? Let's talk about Isabella. Isabel. Isabella. Yeah. The yeah. perfect golden child. Yep, absolutely. Holding everything together. Yeah. So many expectations placed upon her. Yeah. Yeah. To the to the point. Where she she feels it is her duty to marry a dude she's not really into because that's what the family needs. That's what the town、mm-hmm. needs is for this marriage to happen. And she's like,、uh, okay, well that's the expectation. So by God, I will raise to meet it.、Um, and then her song, "What Else Can I Do," is so beautiful.、Mm-hmm. And seeing her have this breakthrough moment of being able to express to Mirabelle, who in some ways she kind of resents because Mirabelle doesn't have power, she doesn't have all of the same kinds of pressures that Isabella does, and so getting to express is like, what could I do if I, like you, Mirabelle, did not have all of these expectations placed upon me? If I was allowed to just experiment and and try things and see what happens, like, oh, what what a, a moment of getting to have. Insight into somebody who tries so hard to be what is expected of her, and to do it well and beautifully and gracefully, and her just being like, "It's fucking awful." <laughs> yeah, yeah.、Mm-hmm. Um, the, there's in the in the song, right? Like you just asked, like, what would happen if if like I didn't have to meet all these expectations, and the and the song. Explicitly says, she could grow, she could rise, right?、Mm-hmm. It's like, but she can't because because she's expected to be something else, so she can't actually grow. Hi, and and her power, um, uh, like separate.、Oh, no, you were gonna say something about that. I was. I, it's. I think that's such a a really important aspect in this movie is、mm-hmm. having that idea of if if you are not. If you are perfect, you are not growing.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so the value is in making mistakes and trying things that you're not going to be good at, maybe, and that is where you grow and you become a better person and you fall more in love with yourself. Yeah, and and holding yourself to perfect standards stunts you. Yep. Even yep. even if your family is like, you're doing great. This is exactly what we want. You're you're meeting the expectation we have for you, and therefore we are socially rewarding that. Internally, she's suffering. Yep. Because she yep. Can't, she can't grow. Oh. Yeah.、Mm. Yeah. Yum so, yum yum. So, so like um like Butatubakamilo possibly you know like oh he he can fill in these these roles right um that might be necessary. Luisa is super strong, and she is not only like holding things up, but like she's the one. She's the fixer, right? Like she is.、Mm-hmm. She is so strong. She's able to fix anything that's broken. The moment anything is out of place, she can put it back in place. 
Isabella's power is to basically make things beautiful, right? Like she adds mm-hmm. flowers to everything, right? It's like perfection. Like, and how she, dare she make succulents and, <laughs> and sharp things, you know? <laughs> but but like, th- there's there's a, there's a there's a theme, right? Like anything, like we need to we need to fix things immediately. We need to make things look a certain way, right? There's this there's this uh, perceptions, like other people's view what are people going to think about us yeah yeah but i, I think it's, it's it's an illusion right it's like mm-hmm. it's a huge um it, it it's it's all feeding into creating something uh the the like you said the perception right but it, i've seen it as, a, as an illusion mm-hmm. um i think i actually think that the or at least the way i think about it now the the word encanto um, you know, you can translate it to enchantment, and enchantment is like a a type of enchantment can be like an illusion, right? Like this magical mm-hmm. um, version of something. And if you if if you when you watch the movie, you're, you'll hear what I say often. They sometimes they talk about the miracle, and the miracle is like the gifts and the candle and stuff like that. But other times she's talking about the encanto, and and when I when I hear her talk about it, she's like, "Oh no, we need to do this for the encanto. We need to," and it's like we need to. This needs to happen to keep the appearance of perfection. We have to do this to keep the illusion up. We need to do this to keep this magical thinking <laughs> going. Right? It, it's 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 all a lie. And 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 all of that is feeding into um, like keeping that up, and so it's so funny to watch the movie and hear her actually say, "No, no, no! Like you'd have to get married. That'll be so good for the encanto." It's like, oh yeah, yep. But what's yep. good for Isabella? <laughs> yeah, but again, it's like it's she good would for like the to lie. figure it out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's like, oh, this is good for the lie, you know? Oh, that would be fantastic for the lie. Please continue. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. let's let's add something to the lie. Again, that's not the first. That's not the movie I saw the first time, but it's definitely the movie I saw. The first time. <laughs> You're like, oh, she's just talking about it'll be good for the community and they'll be happy. And <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh no, no, that's not what it is at all. <laughs> okay, so that's that's Isabella. Uh, we talk about Dolores, who is so cute, and her power is hearing. She has super hearing, mm-hmm. um, which. I imagine must be a fucking nightmare, but um, mm-hmm. she, I, I love that she is, she's so quiet and she has such an expressive face and she makes a little noise. Mm-hmm. It's so cute. Big eyes. And like, mm-hmm. um, and we've, you know, uh, we find out that she, she got a prophecy from Bruno. That, that's, Asterix, I will come back to that. Um, Bruno told her that, you know, her dream man was going to be out of her reach. And it it is revealed that she she, she likes, uh, I'm forgetting his name. Mariano. 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 (laughs) He's great, too. He gets like two lines, but he's he he draws draws attention when he's on screen. (laughs) Um, But uh uh, finding out that she cares for the guy who is supposed to be getting married to Isabella and and Isabella's not even really into him and I can't imagine that Dolores doesn't know that simply because she can hear everybody including 
Luisa's eye twitches. She's, I mean, she must, she must have heard Isabella's like heavy sigh as she walks out of the room. Like, yeah, sure. Uh, well, I'll get betrothed to this dude. <sighs> and she's like, oh shit, she doesn't even like him. I like him. But then you can't, you can't argue with Abuela. You can't go against Abuela. So she, she doesn't say anything. And let's use that as a gear shift to talk about Abuela, <laughs> who is a fascinating character because she serves as an antagonist to Mirabelle, but she's absolutely not the villain. And anybody who says so mm -hmm. is a fucking liar. <laughs> or, or, or they just, they don't, they don't get it. No, the mm -hmm. villain is colonization. Uh, hmm. Colonizers hmm. are the villain. It's it's I've you're mm. the second person I've heard say uh, colonization. Why why colonization? Because the colonizers show up and burn down their city and, and, and literally chase them out of town. They they are it's funny. refugees I mean, functionally fleeing. Yeah. And then she watches her husband get fucking stabbed right in that, front of that her. Was a, that was a the probably the darkest like death scene that I've seen since like Frollo in Hunchback of Notre Dame. Like yeah, for real. Yeah, again, I, I'm I'm just asking about the colonization because when when I see that, I don't they don't seem different in the sense that like they they're not they don't seem like. Um, like a like an external force or country or or you're it's thinking like, it's more colombian like yeah it's, it's just like it's mm -hmm. violence right it's like it's like violence in the country and they're and they are escaping um they're they're just trying to find they're just trying to find safety and security right so they're trying to escape um, I, I could be wrong about this but i feel like the horses sort of denote Look, I, I don't. European. I don't know. There were horses in. in I South mean, America at the, it looks like there? in that <laughs> part. Yes, yes. I'm yeah, I'm pretty sure. Again, again, I'm. I, I may be wrong, but it's. I, I, uh, I admit, I could. I could also be wrong, but yeah, that, yeah, that was like, what I when I saw the dudes on horse, shadowy figures on horses. I was like colonizers. Um, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> never. I never thought of it that way. I've. I've always. Um. I always thought it was just like a. Right, like the like the the analogous situation is possibly alluding to history within Colombia itself, but mm -hmm. um, but then that the that the tragedy right is that this group of people that now they're refugees, they're they're escaping violence, and it's not necessarily like because they seem they seem like just people on horses like setting stuff on fire, and it, it you know it's not like we're taking over kind of stuff. It's like yeah, so. At the very least, there was definitely violence that they're that they're escaping from. Yeah, but I didn't feel like it was again. So like, yeah, like uh, abuela, I don't see that she is um, right. The, the the bad guy, right? She's she's trying to protect her family from what from mm -hmm. like from this violence. She's trying to make sure that um, and she did. She can protect. She them. successfully did that. I mean, obviously, her husband died, and that's fucking heartbreaking. But she sort of unclear if. It was her power, but she raised the walls of this valley to protect mm -hmm. them and built a big house to protect her three children. And like, 
she she did I also she think- did protect them and and the fact that because of this trauma of watching her husband get slaughtered in front of her that she wasn't able to ever get out of that that moment of feeling like my purpose is 100% full stop protect the family and mm-hmm. everything i do is protect the family and and because she, like visually they they show this in the movie by in in the beginning when she is describing the miracle is a much softer sweeter version where she she her husband dies and she looks sad but she's holding the he baby he just kind of disappears he just sort of disappears and, <laughs> and then the the mountains rise and then when mirabelle is actually talking to her and we get to actually see it through abuela's eyes and we see how devastated she is and i, I tear up every freaking time watching her cry face it's so heartbreaking uh but we get to actually see like she she has this story that has been sanitized to tell the to the children but in her heart it is still that huge devastating moment that she has not been able to recover from and part of that i feel is because she has been telling the sanitized version it's because she's been focusing more on the miracle aspect and not focusing on the like it happened because we we were in this terrible traumatic moment and and actually sitting and processing like how awful that was and how hard it must have been to be raising triplets by yourself even within a magical house that can like clean itself and cool, do all this cool shit is like how lonely that must have felt and how i can absolutely like relates to the idea of being like you know what i just i can't deal with that i can't process that trauma so instead i'm going to keep focusing on the thing that i know i can do protect the family protect the family and how while that is totally understandable you can see how that can cause harm to other people Mm -hmm. and i think that that is the the juiciest nugget in this movie is getting to actually have those moments where you get to see the way that your parents and your grandparents they are people who have experienced a lifelong things that you might know about you might know some of you might know the sanitized version of the story you don't really know what's going on inside of them and how that deeply affects who they are and the choices they make and the way that they treat other people. And once you sort of come to that realization, it's very much that moment of like, oh shit, parents are like humans, like they make mistakes and they're not perfect. And how much that can like totally rock your world as like a preteen or a teenager. Um, And then it takes a little while to sort of extrapolate that. It's not just your parents, it's every person that you've ever met. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. oh fuck. <laughs> it's complicated up in here. Ooh. I'll I'll add one tiny thing to what you're saying, which is that she is she's definitely protecting her family as a way of avoiding, right? Mm-hmm. What happened to them, to her, to happen to them. Absolutely. And the idea of avoidance, right? when she when the when the when the mountain breaks she's she's actually for the first time able to even physically go back to the place where the thing happened right she's been avoiding it how 
she literally she created a barrier, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, from it. And then when she goes there, she's like, this is the first time I haven't been here since it happened, right? And while she's physically doing that, right? She's physically in the same place where it happened. Also, emotionally and mentally, this is the first time that she's been back there, which is why then we get that that version of the story, which is the mm-hmm. the like the unsanitized version or the... I I like the sanitized version. The, I like the, I like the saying of that, right? It's it's the or maybe it's the enchanted version of it, right? It's the That's fairy tale cool. version, yeah. the less Disneyfied right? version. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because because I, again, I'm, I would refer to it before as 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 a lie or as an illusion, right? But it is very much like it's the truth. It's just not. It's the, it's the it's the it's the flowery, the surface you know. Truth. Yeah, it's <laughs> the nice, you know. It's the it's the enchanted version. It's uh, of of the truth, but once once the the enchantment is broken and she comes face to face with being in that same place and being uh, able to to talk about it that's when we get dos oruguitas which is not the song that i thought it was at the beginning also <laughs> because at first i was like oh it's a love story it's like it's a it's a probably for the love story but i think that dos oruguitas is actually two stories mm-hmm. that are being told it, the fir- the the first part is and and i mean the visuals are there it's just it's just when we first when when she starts when the song starts she's we see her young with her husband and we see the yellow butterfly like near him and then the song like halfway through i think this is this is my my perspective i think then it it switches and the two the two caterpillars and the two butterflies in the song or the two caterpillars in the song are actually um abuela and and mirabel right mm-hmm. who who both have uh they're the butterflies in the song right like they're um they're the ones that are breaking out of their cocoons they are the ones that are unstuck like the whole beginning of the song is about being stuck like you said before uh link right like everybody's stagnant and nobody's growing and nobody's changing the song is like showing a version of that in nature right and it's talking about two caterpillars who refuse to like trying to avoid or or resist getting into their cocoons but then like once they're there like they don't they don't want to break out of the of the of the cocoons right and it's like no like you gotta. gotta break out of like mm-hmm. just gonna happen that's 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 life that's 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 ha- what happens you have to break out of that and um and so i, I you know the fucking beautiful song like <laughs> and the way it's the way it, it, it works in that whole um scene but like having that happen in that moment right it's like okay we're breaking out of this and i think i think you can you can use that metaphor in so many different ways breaking out of like the cycle of of, of 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 that trauma, breaking out of the denial of the truth, breaking out of like the the avoidance, you know, just um breaking out of that, just being willing to grow and change, right? Even their relationship changes at the right there, because they've been at odds, you know, Abuela and Mirabel until until that moment. Yeah, and and I agree, right? Like, there's there's so many times when a movie, like. And we've talked about this many times that, oh, like the villains are often the most interesting characters because they because they have the most interesting backstories. 
and and great movies will show will, will have like a a villain that you can almost that you can empathize with and mm-hmm. like you can understand you can almost see yourself in that situation where you're like i can i can see having come to that conclusion or decided to do that because something happened to me or the world did this to me right and and this show doesn't present a villain right it presents goddamn authentic family <laughs> right <laughs> sure everybody's got superpowers and all that but still it is it is just a family and and it's a family dynamic that is that is it, it's everywhere right it's always present and like and even even in this in this movie sure mirabel and abuela are the only ones that are like at each other at some point right and it seems like everybody else's relationship is fine right like the matriarch of the family like everybody's okay they're suffering on the inside but like they're not fighting right there's resentment and all that you know typical family stuff Mm -hmm. but they're not like clashing so much we don't see we don't you know we don't really see anybody fighting um with with abuela and you know maybe like oh don't don't tell her because we don't want to upset her and things like that and you know a lot of respect but that's that's that that's got to be the most relatable <laughs> situation, right? People in your family, you, you don't. There's different relationships in you the, don't in, talk in the back family for different reasons. You mm-hmm. don't question yeah. them. You don't say no to them. You do what they ask of you because there's a good reason yeah. for it, and it's what we've always done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I, ju- I just had why, a though, con- right? I just had a conversation about in a consultation group about parents and dealing with parents of of young clients um and like abuela is not the villain right her trauma is the villain right the dynamics of the family that's the villain um but through most of the movie She's the person that I just, I just want the parent. I just want to shake. Just listen to your child. Just listen. Listen to your grandchild. She loves your kids, your kids, your grandkids. They love you. Just, just listen to them for a moment. Slow down. Um, Have a conversation. And then she has this moment with Mirabelle and we get, we get what I would love for every parent or grandparent family member to do and have like this realization about their own stuff and what they've brought to the table and let's have that conversation um and i've seen a lot of commentary online about how this this movie shows the ideal that we are able to do that so many people don't get that moment and i think a lot of people relate to these characters and don't get to have that resolution in that way in a movie about magic <laughs> abuela saying i'm sorry is probably is, the most the unbelievable thing <laughs> uh, heartbreaking um yeah okay, so, so 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 this is this is where i think um and and i definitely first started thinking this way because of a tiktok that you sent me uh like from js tubes jace tubes and where she talked about how how mirabelle does like have um, an ability, mm-hmm. right? And and I've run with that and like come up with like a red string wall theory. Like I've I've got a whole bunch of stuff on that. Um, but like w- what you're saying, uh, uh, Lara, I think I think the reason why it 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 happens in the movie in, in this way 
is because Mirabel is like the anti-abuela. Like literally, I I do believe that that um, I do believe it's actually a power, and I I, I think mm-hmm. I think I think the movie presents it actually telegraphs it multiple times, right? Um, is that is I that buy it. Yeah. Mirabel <laughs> is actually able to like her thing is to break down barriers right she gets everybody to talk everybody well, well there's right <laughs> and so not there's just that not just talk it. but be more authentic like, open, open and transparent about like the reality mm-hmm. and not the sanitized mm-hmm. version is like we get to see you know louisa like how i feel is i am being crushed by huge boulders and the house casita it like that is a weight upon my back and and oh yeah mm, mm, mm-hmm. love that so, so so uh like you know i can't again this is this is the way i see it mirabelle is like breaking cocoons open she's she's breaking chrysalises mm-hmm. right she's breaking everybody out of these shells and she's able to there's that version of it right where she's she just talks to people. I think the one uh, um, we don't talk about Bruno is the is the most obvious one, right? Because Peppa's like, we don't talk about Bruno, but, but. <laughs> and then just, they just go into a song and dance, right? And, and tells then, the whole story of her wedding day. Because the whole thing, right? And then and so so, but Abuela's power is to create barriers and protect and like create the cocoons, right? So when these two things come together again re-listen to Dos Oruguitas in English and like it's just it's just that like it talks about breaking down walls and barriers and breaking out of cocoons like that's all it is but there are moments in the movie where you see Mirabelle like she she when she's in in Bruno's cave like she she stomps her foot and like just breaks uh, <laughs> uh, uh you know like a piece of the mountain um the cracks like come out of like where she's at right like she's literally she's breaking things down and I think that the door like that's the like when she gets her power the first thing that she does is destroy something that all of those rooms are designed to protect and keep everybody safe but they are like and keep and, and keep them, them in the house Absolutely. right There's it's like they co- have a whole the, town the they could build more houses like yeah, you don't, you, don't have, you could live next door to a boy it's like no 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 you have a room nope. with all of your needs and wants and it's yep. reflective of you and it's beautiful and never leave never leave me yep, exactly well exactly. never never leave her but also be separated so you can't really talk about anything without abuela hearing <laughs> it's also like a unique right it's like it's perfect it's made for you it's a cocoon it's a so cocoon. like the, of mm-hmm. course she touches the cocoon and it just dissolves breaks apart yeah yeah so like at the end of the movie when she touches the door like the whole house is transformed all of the doors have disappeared from inside of the house and there's Every- one door for all the whole family <laughs> including the ones that don't have powers like even mm-hmm. even the even um uh i forgot her father's name and the uh, the, the men that Felix married and, and Felix. Augustine Agostino and uh and Felix right even they appear on the on the door cuz like they're part of the family because mm-hmm. all that other stuff, like it still kept everybody separated, right? It's like just the idea that they have, uh, you know, they have a gift and you don't, and and you know, it's like all of these different ways of of um, othering and creating division, and even I mean, at the end, I mean, we don't we don't see anything else happen, but like uh, or, or the details of this, but even once Casita like gets all the magic again, like even the rest of the town lights up, like the magic goes mm-hmm. through everything, even the rest of the houses change. I I'd like to think that everybody has. <laughs> powers at the end of the movie <laughs> throughout the whole throughout the whole town but yeah but it's like it like mirabelle is the is the anti um 
abuela, right? Like she's breaking people, she's breaking cocoons while while uh, abuela is is building them, and, and yeah, I mean, I was a when I was an intern, uh, counseling intern. I remember a clinical supervisor once told me like you, all we can do for for some of these kids is like help them survive their parents. <laughs> it's something that always stuck with me. Um, and, and, you know, in, in a way it's like, like you were saying, like you want to shake some parents, right? Cause they're making it harder, right? Like they're creating this, this problem. Mm-hmm. And really the only way to, to help the family is if that particular person is willing to work on their stuff. And if I they're tell not all the time that it, 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 it's not fair, yeah. but it is the truth that the people who want to do better and are in therapy and want to things to change have to do all the work and the person who's causing the distress doesn't they don't they don't have to do anything yeah yeah and so each of these each of the the members of the family they're they're just trying to deal with it right in their own way they're they're they they Nobody can change Abuela's mind, not until Mirabel comes around, right? And and that's it. She even says at the end, right? She's like, because she's doing the only thing that she knew how, right? It was like reflective, you know, um, uh, reactive, right? It was like, okay, so I know what I don't want, so let's let's not do any of that. So this is what we're gonna do from now on. She doesn't know any other way. She's not allowing any any, and again, n- even not necessarily consciously, you know, but. But a part of her knows that they're suffering, and and we actually we we know that we know it explicitly when when Mirabel is outside the window and Abuela's talking to 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 you know to Pedro, and she's like, if the family just knew how vulnerable everything, like you can hear, she's afraid, she's very afraid, and so she won't mm-hmm. admit that. And but at the end of the movie, she says, uh, I asked my Pedro for 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 a miracle for you know like for, for help mm. and and he sent me you right it's like yeah they sent you like you built all these cocoons and you didn't know what to do after that like you thought you were doing the best you could right which at at a time it was right like in the immediate after like it makes sense you it's, built con- it's contextual right it was absolutely the right thing to do or at in least the it beginning at it the was time. it was reactive yeah. but it, it did protect her family and the problem is is that the world keeps changing and so the right, thing that works <laughs> that was necessary yeah. in that moment isn't always going to work and always be necessary later and being able to be flexible in that way mm-hmm. is something parents got to learn and it's fucking hard <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but it yep. is and usually, so vital and usually the kid that comes around and is 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 the Mirabel, right? The one who's like gonna shake things up and and do things differently. They don't usually get like that kind of fairy tale happy ending at the end. It's usually, it's usually ostracized. the Bruno treatments. <laughs> yes, let's talk about Bruno. Let's talk about Bruno. <laughs> <laughs> okay, which okay okay, uh, this is so important, and I, I like the way this flowed. I like the way this flowed because. And, and Bruno is a perfect example of this. All of these people have gifts. And instead of using them to really help each other out, right, they're using them to just uphold um, this, this uh, image. The, the image, the, the, the illusion. Maintain for, the, for, the, for, the structure protect. that Abuela yeah. 
is says this is how it's supposed to be and so everybody's power everybody's personhood ser- serves to protect and maintain that exactly and it doesn't have to but it's being used in that way and mm-hmm. and so of course bruno's is the is is the the best uh way to to explain this because he can see the future and every time he tells someone about the future nobody 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 thinks oh that's good information like i can i <laughs> can do you. something now thank you right everybody's like thank you my fish died <laughs> no right it's like oh my fish is gonna die damn then like and it's bruno's fault <laughs> no no but, but right it's, again instead of saying oh i can i can take this time now to like let, let me take advantage of these last few hours that i have with my fish or maybe maybe they're maybe sick maybe there's something the i can do or, something mm-hmm. yeah it's like or just like oh let me pre- thank you for giving me the chance to prepare and 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 you know do this a little different no it's like it's your fault it would have never happened right it's your fault i'm fat it's your fault i lost my hair it's your fault blah 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 all that stuff and so anything that he said people people took it to mean something else so it's 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 again it's like the most obvious version of how you have one thing but everybody sees it as or, or it's being used in a completely different way and nobody apparently nobody was able to like just reframe things you know and like like maybe maybe it's it's good and to the point where we we discover that uh everything that he said was was misconstrued not even because even the the wedding right where in the song it says oh he came over and ruined my wedding day because he said it was gonna rain and at the end like the moment he has a voice of his own and people are willing to to listen to him the first thing he explains is like i didn't mean to ruin your wedding like that's not even I didn't, I didn't even that wasn't even a vision like i didn't even i didn't even say what you think i said and then everybody creates this again like camilo's perfect line right about like he's just and he even shows him physically right like he's this monster and he just he hates the family and and he 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 didn't do anything good for anybody and 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 bruno himself says i like my my power didn't serve anybody they didn't serve the family so there was no place for me bruno bruno so bruno. i think that all of the stuff that people say in the we don't talk about bruno song i don't think any of those were actual prophecies i think that was just anytime bruno talks to you is an opportunity for you to blame him for things that are going wrong um the, the dead you, you shouldn't keep a goldfish in a tiny bowl that's why your fish died is because you are keeping it in a habitat that does not suit it okay <sighs> or like he's gonna die if you don't feed him so he, he said he was gonna die and he died <laughs> so i stopped feeding him no, he, i was like no he's telling you to feed him <laughs> uh yeah no i i i see bruno as being much so much the scapegoat of the family that yep the purpose he served to the family and to Abuela was to be the shit catcher. When things go wrong, it's because of Bruno. It's because he's not meeting our expectations or because he had a vision that isn't what I wanted to hear. It's his fault. We're going to put everything on him. Um, and we see that in, in real family dynamics all the time. We have the next generation, Isabella is the golden child, but usually if you've got a golden child, that means somebody else got to be scapegoat. Uh, and so 
him removing himself from the situation so he can't be used in that way anymore, but still like not wanting to actually leave and still wanting to be present with his family. Oh, breaks my heart. Sweet baby. Yeah. I, I think a, another possible version or, or that, that I, I can imagine it, it could be read as is that before Mirabelle, Bruno was the the one who was like shining a light, like the one who was truthful, the one who could like he could see things as they really were, and he wasn't lying, he wasn't covering things up. Mm-hmm. Like he he could literally his visions were like were of of truth, not just the future, right? But like they were of of truth. Yeah. And and there's no room for that in this family. Like we do not we do not talk about ironically right it's like we don't talk about bruno now but before like bruno was talking about stuff that we just don't talk about you so know? we don't talk about what bruno talks about we don't mm-hmm. talk about what bruno talked about we don't it's like no you cannot point out these faults you cannot point these things out because we we we're gonna fix them as soon as they come up and we're gonna pretend like they're not here so you can't stop it you can't say you can't talk about these there's a whole that's a, there's a lot of that in families too, you know? And like, you cannot, we're not honest here. We can't, we don't talk about that stuff. Yeah. So many layers. This movie. I wish we got more time with, uh, Peppa and Julieta Julieta. and Bruno, because I, I think that their, their relationships to each other must be, that must be so interesting because he hid from them, his his triplets, his womb mm-hmm. mates, and he hid yeah. from them mm-hmm. for years. That's the part that makes me choke up the most oh. in the movie is when the three of them hug. Yes, me too. Oh, it's so oh, yeah. Man. I yeah. and this is this is just my head cannon or whatever you want to call it, but <laughs> that Julieta, with her power to heal people, she is the most valuable of the triplets. Fixer. She's a fixer. She is not just useful for the family. She is useful for the whole Encanto. Everybody can come and get healed. Um, Peppa is not not useful. Could be, but because it's... I think it's not uh, as it is not as focused as this is a positive, helpful, beneficial thing for the whole town, for the whole family. Um, I imagine that Abuela doesn't treat Peppa the same way that she treats Julieta. Uh, and Bruno I, is a I, scapegoat. And so I, I'm like, I, wa- I want to know before the grandkids showed up, I want to know I want to know what that family dynamic was like. Yeah. Um, well, I, I mm-hmm. think that. um Peppa has a lot of the same um, pressures that Luisa has because I I think that Peppa's role is to again everybody's hiding the truth everybody's changing things to make to have the the encanto right the enchanted the the the, the illusion so she can like it doesn't rain here there's no cloudy mm-hmm. days it's Peppa's responsibility that every day is sunny and bright and I, i'm pretty sure that there's a if i remember correctly it's it's abuela who like calls out peppa and is like you got clouds like stop it like there's no 
put what are you put doing? your power away. Yeah, it is not needs- currently serving the family. So yeah. to take well, that piece of you and hide like, it away. But it's like we don't we don't have cloudy days. Need to be over the pro- over the crops they need to water or whatever. You can't have a rainy day everywhere, right? Yeah, like, exactly, exactly. So I think or right, Isabella can make things grow. <laughs> yeah, again, like you have all of the ingredients to create a fantasy, right? Mm-hmm. You control the weather. You control the, the. You fix things. You fix people. Blah blah blah. Right? Like all of these p- places pieces are are there to again serve abuela's um fantasy one thing i find interesting is that um why can't i remember her name uh mirabelle's mother is someone who seems to be the most well-adjusted of all the people in the family in the family like she even stands up to abuela and is like you're too hard on her so that that is what feeds into my whole, like, she was the favored child of the triplets mm-hmm. because she was the most useful. I'm doing air quotes, yeah. the most useful. Mm-hmm. And so she is the only one who can push back against Abuela. Only a little bit. Only, only a little bit. bit you're too but hard she, on her. she can. She can, she can mm-hmm. stand up for her daughter a little bit. And I think that that, that, rev- that aspect, that kind of intergenerational like hey can mm-hmm. you can you like can you be nice to my kid mom like come on it's like i've mm-hmm. i have seen that in real life where people are like mm-hmm. trying to i'm trying to get my mom to see where i'm at so she can understand why i'm doing this with my kid and it's like bashing my head against a wall <laughs> And mm-hmm. I can only push so hard because I know where the line is and where she will t- shut down and it will no longer yeah. be productive for me to try and have this conversation with her. Um, but then realizing like that, that in a way is enabling if you if you only push back mm-hmm. so much and then you stop and things yeah. don't actually change. It's like you're just feeding into that, but you're able to give yourself a little bit of an emotional like, well, I tried. Mm-hmm. IRL shit right there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I want to briefly touch on um, applying queer reading to Bruno, uh, which is mm-hmm. not, there's nothing in the movie that shows this. It's just the way that people will treat uh, gay f- family members and ostracize them mm-hmm. and then not just you're no longer welcome is like we do not talk about you 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 are not just like dead to us like you're gone you're vaporized we will not talk about this at all um definitely i i think that that's a, an an interesting framing of looking at the way that the family treats bruno and the process of trying to reintegrate him back into the family um just just a fun little side thought there yeah so this movie's got layers i think it's uh incredibly you, you can see layers makes you cry like onion yeah 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 got um i think it's relatable on like every character and again in mm-hmm. multiple ways and i mean we, we've even interpreted some things like just slightly differently and um yeah, it's like you can the, the idea of Bruno absolutely. You don't you don't have to the version that that resonates with you doesn't have to be the version where you where you you know 
you could see the future. It could just be whatever reason, right? And in his case, again, the, the way the way I see it is that he he said things that people didn't want to hear, or things that we weren't allowed to talk about, and that could be anything. Mm-hmm. And there, you know, yeah. He served as proof that there were other ways of looking at things, other ways of existing, Mm -hmm. and Abuela could not abide. And therefore, Mm -hmm. the rest of the family had to fall in line. Yep. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Bruno. I know. All right. Any any, uh, other closing thoughts? Um, I really love the part where um when mirabelle starts you know going from the opening song introducing the family how great everybody is how magical and wonderful they are and then at antonio's gift and they they take a family photo without her and so fucking rude the two two dad the dads like uh, Augustine and Felix, they don't have powers and they're, they're in, in it. the picture. It's just so rude. I got so mad. And Mirabelle's but just she, like, she starts singing and the, the, and she breaks the, house. the timing of, <laughs> of the song when she says, I'm not fine, the, the, like the timing changes and it's like this small shift, but God, it gets me in the fucking feels. It is so emotional. And it's like, it's not sh- just it's the show, song, but like, sh- also like time slows. Also, in yeah, the, but it, it's it's yeah, showing yeah. how it's like she her song her song is distinct from the f- the family's song, but it still matches up. She is still a part of that family, but the the timing's not quite right. I love that. I wish I wish I knew more about like music theory so I could describe it better. But God, it was so good. I love that part every time. Um, yeah. Also, the scene where. Uh, Mirabelle puts together the the pieces of the prophecy and her dad walks in and she's like, and I think I'm the problem. And the face that she makes is so funny and cute. And I fucking love it. Maybe the problem is me. me? Uh, so good. So good. That's, that's probably my favorite part of the whole movie is her going me. And then her father's just like, don't, don't tell anyone. We're just, we're just gonna stick a pin in this. And... Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna hide this <laughs> right now. Nah, and mostly because he's afraid of Abuela. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we oh, didn't talk much stuff. about the dads, but they are um, enablers. They're fantastic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I, th- I think you have to be an, an enabler to marry into the family, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> I don't know if Felix is so much though. He is though. The part is he? the part where um the breakfast scene and uh the animals are sitting in Abuela's chair and she makes like a stink face and Antonio goes like, Oh, I told them to keep the chair warm for you. You can see his dad Felix giving him the thumbs up of like, Yeah, good framing that. Like Abuela <laughs> loves that. Like, good job. You're doing it. You're doing great, kid. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what I would have said. Is like, oh yeah, no, that's that's true. that's, that's, that's a that mm-hmm. is a learned behavior. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. Great Any movie. From you, Laura. Yeah, no. It's a wonderful movie. Lots of tears. Um, How often have and... your clients brought it up in the last couple of months? 
Not so much when it first came out in theaters when I had first seen it, and then more so now that it's on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, Pandemic will do that, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I had a very in-depth conversation in the past week uh, that was really cool about different characters, yeah, and and who who people relate to. So, awesome. um, yeah, little bits of like I have a lot of young high school and college students who are very like feeling the pressure to get into a good school, get Mm -hmm. good grades. Um, And so they relate a lot to the, the Luises of the world. Um, And, and honestly some Mirabelles. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there's lots of Brunos too. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just there's a meme that's going around that's like it's got the inside out characters it's like point to your emotion and then it has the family photo from it's like point to your family role (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that's perfect that's excellent Yep, yep, that is really We're good. getting rid of Myers-Briggs. Really this is the new <laughs> the new categorization. No, for real, for real. <laughs> That's your new intake process. Hell yeah. It's just <laughs> two pictures. Who's your Encanto character? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so good. Um, yeah, so uh, now that we've had this discussion, our, our homework is to uh, uh, create a library entry for it. We have to. That's the whole mm-hmm. point. We got it. We got to make this uh, <laughs> helpful for for more people. I think there's so much here that uh, is uh, helpful to to talk about. Again, just things that we're seeing here on screen that are hell of a conversation starter. It's very very helpful stuff. Um, I think just, oh, just such a great movie. Um, if you, if you want to hear more discussion about this, check out our Disney podcast, The Happiest Pod on Earth where uh there's a two-hour discussion <laughs> of uh of the movie with very little overlap um about uh from what just happened uh in this conversation i uh, also hear that hero nation is going to have an encanto <gasps> episode i did but yeah they should all yes! they should all yeah um, deep impact there was a conversation <laughs> in the facebook group about this and um gian ramos was like uh, it's an anime, right? <laughs> yes, um, we can do it on the <laughs> I am on the I am on the happiest pot on earth episode too, so I'm um, you mm-hmm. know happy to come on all, all the rest. <laughs> 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 um, you know, go, go to happiest pot on earth to hear uh, my reactions to seeing it in different languages and talking about mm-hmm. uh, the the choice of words uh, across versions and it's uh it gets it gets deep there's another tiktok about that too it gets deep <laughs> yeah yeah there's a there's a lot there's a lot of discussion on that um and for for more uh geek therapy uh visit geektherapy.org check the show notes for all of our community spaces i'm gonna geek out and do good and we'll be back soon mm, bye Geek Therapy is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to making the world a better place through geek culture. To learn more about our mission and become a supporter, visit geektherapy.org. 